Hello, hello. It's great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Path to Abundant Living. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and of, as, you know, of course, we have Scott Morrison and Mr. Matt Norman of Morrison, Norman & Associates joining us momentarily. But first, look, we want to thank you for finding your way back to the show. Also, I want to kind of set the scene as to what we're going to be talking about today because it's a little bit on a different side today. So, obviously, as you know, many of you in our audience know, you know, Scott, Matt, and I get together regularly to talk about, you know, wealth management strategies that they're utilizing in their business, the, you know, what they're working with clients on and uh, a lot of things that they've just seen, you know, throughout their experiences in this realm uh, to help their clients get on that path, you know, to abundant living. Today, we're going to kind of flip the script, really. We talk a lot about wealth management, but today we're going to talk about wealth generation. That's right. How you get the wealth in the first place. And, you know, we're going to, this is a newer topic, so we're going to jump into this kind of, you know, with open arms, but I'm really excited to hear what Scott and Matt have to talk about specifically in this vein of entrepreneurship. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Scott and Matt out to get today's conversation rolling. Scott, Matt, good to see you guys. How are we doing this morning? Hey, great to see you, Ryan. Great to, see, well. great to see you guys as well. And, and like I said, we got a great topic on tap for our audience today. And I, I think a good, you know, high level overview and a good place to start for us today is just to acknowledge the fact that research shows that entrepreneurship can be one of the most effective ways to become wealthy today. You know, but it does obviously take a lot more than being the owner of a business to just generate wealth. You know, we're, it takes a lot of, you know, blood, sweat, tears, you know, the all the cliches in the book to really generate that wealth. But today we're going to explore kind of the four key drivers of, you know, being a successful businessman and achieving that, you know, successful level uh, of financial independence and putting somebody on that path to abundant living. So Scott, I'll throw this first question over to you. There's a strong case, obviously, that entrepreneurship is the main generator of wealth. Do you agree with this? How would you look at entrepreneurship as a whole today as a wealth generator? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, many business owners are, are well aware that entrepreneurship is is one of the best ways, per perhaps even the single most effective way uh, to become a millionaire. Uh, I mean, the Forbes list we see every year, you know, reveal that the world's wealthiest people are typically self, you know, self-made entrepreneurs. Uh, but at the same time, it's important for, for us to recognize that entrepreneurs never end up becoming extremely wealthy or building enormous, uh, enormous uh, personal fortunes. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not that everybody who sets out to be an entrepreneur becomes uh, enormously wealthy. Uh, because while the ceiling for, you know, income is, is limitless, uh, the same is true of the floor. <laughs> there isn't a floor to capture or to, to uh, protect you either uh, with some of the risks that are necessary to take to, uh, to, you know, create that kind of wealth. Sure. So, so obviously, you know, you had said it yourself, Scott, being an entrepreneur alone just isn't enough. So Matt, let me ask you, what do you guys see that are some of the best practices of some of those entrepreneurs who do become super wealthy and ultimately, you know, truly successful? Yeah. So what we see, Ryan, is there's of, of all the traits right, to, of, of those that have become, you know, really, really successful is, is there's four that kind of stand out. <clears throat> and I know we're going to kind of dive into each one a little bit more. But, you know, the first one is that commitment to achieve. And, and a lot of people say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm committed to this, but but really understanding and being committed to what does it take to achieve the level that you're trying to, to get to. And, and next is, is the quality of the business model. You know, 
it's it's not just enough to say I'm going to start my business and I'm committed to it. It's really understanding, you know, there's a I knew someone who said, you know, I want to get into the restaurant business and and had these plans. I'm going to start with one and then we're going to franchise and this whole thing and had zero plan whatsoever and had no experience in in that industry. And you can imagine nine months later, you know, went under and and, and ended up in debt. And, sure. and how many times do you see that? Just again, so that's that commitment and, and then the quality of the business model and then the, the ability to build strong relationships. And, and you know, there's the, the TV show Seinfeld for those that have watched it. There was a, a certain gentleman who sold soup who was not good at relationships. And if you remember <laughs> the end of the show, we, we know what happened. And, and then finally, it's, it's the willingness to engage elite wealth planners. And, and all of these traits and, and work together, they're interconnected and, and it just reinforces each of them in, in your plan. I love that. I mean, those, those four really do encompass this idea of entrepreneurship. So let's, let's start dissecting each one. Cause I think it'll be beneficial for our audience to kind of get on that granular level for each. So the first one that Matt just mentioned was this, this commitment to achieve. And, you know, there's a lot of talk in the mindset space these days. And, and really that commitment can, is not only the first step, but some would say a crucially important step in, in achieving success. So Scott, tell me about this. What does this commitment to achieve success entail? Well, if you want to build a successful business, uh, there's a lot of cliches out there and, 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 and there's a reason why they're cliches because most of them are true. Uh, you know, are you able and willing to really dedicate yourself to the task? Uh, there's no question you need to be highly motivated, uh, especially when, uh, things aren't going your way. Uh, persistence and, and dogged determination in the face of adversity is challenging even for the most intelligent and, and driven people. And, you know, you have to know that you're going to be making trade-offs. You're going to be making some sacrifices to the things that you, you like to do uh, to get the results you want. And so, you know, it's easy to talk about commitment. It's easy to, uh, to say that you're committed but uh, it's, it's very difficult to do. Uh, by and large, entrepreneurs uh, who become very wealthy, they're not, they're not as motivated as you might think by the idea of money just for money's sake. Uh, they want something meaningful uh, more than they want the, the wealth that their company is going to create. Uh, they expect that the wealth is, is going to be a byproduct of the success. And they want to be empowered by their, their affluence. So uh, with that, they can, they can make the kind of impact in the world that they've always dreamed of. So, you know, when we, when we talk about commitment, it's about, can you really set aside some of the things that you typically like to do on a day-to-day -day basis to, to really focus on those, those, uh, things you're going to need to do to make that business successful. Well, I, I love that. But, you know, that being said, commitment itself is just not enough. I mean, action has to ultimately be taken at the end of the day to create this successful business. So, Matt, what, is, what does that look like in terms of this implementation step? You know, how important is the action, you know, at, how, I guess, equally important is action as opposed to just that commitment, mentally speaking? Well, it's like both you and Scott had said, just making the commitment is not enough. And so now you've made that commitment to achieve. And so now you have to operationalize kind of what this looks like moving forward. And, and what we've seen in, in the most successful entrepreneurs is, is setting a goal. 
and and understanding is what is it that they are trying to achieve? What do they want? What do they need? What's that? What's that number? Or what's that level? And setting that level, and and invariably as they approach that level, what ends up happening is is they will raise that bar again. Like Scott said, it's not about going into it saying, "Oh, I want to make a lot of money." It's the things that they want to achieve, but but setting that bar at a certain level, and and invariably we see it where people approach that bar and, and that goal that they have set and it gets pushed up a little bit higher and a little bit higher. Now, in, in the, the same mindset, you don't have to set these, these big goals. You can, you can have a fantastic business setting modest goals and, and realize that, wow, we achieved success beyond anything that we could have ever imagined and, and have a great life. And but what we tend to see is those that have reached that that really successful entrepreneur level have have set those goals and and really strive to achieve it and have the operations set up around it and and continue to monitor it. Well, speaking of operations, guys, I want to get into the second key factor, and that's this idea of a, of a high quality business model. I mean, in so many instances, people would say, hey, the business model really, it's the backbone of your business. Scott, how important is the business model in your eyes when kind of going through this, this process of designing a, a successful entity that will help you achieve that, that successful level of wealth one day? Well, the, the business model is what the investors notice more than anything else. Sure. They're looking, they're looking for something that's targeted and very focused uh, because without it, it's very, there's very little possibility of it becoming wealthy. Um, Matt alluded to the, the person who wanted to start the uh, restaurant that really didn't have that, that business model in place. Uh, so most investors, I would say just about all investors are looking for a company uh, to do well because the bot, the business model is, is very targeted. And the company, you know, has to do what it does better than its competitors, or or it's got to disrupt the status quo in some way. I would, mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a key thing. I mean, a lot of people think about some huge innovation that's a that's a game changer, uh, and, and those are the ones that we can kind of, you know, that we hear about, but but they're they're also very rare. Uh, most entrepreneurs typically are just about doing something better. Uh, than what's already been done. Uh, I think of a of somebody I know that it was a truck driver, uh, and and they had you know those flatbed trucks that had tie downs, and he was always frustrated by the kind of tie downs that were provided to him on his truck. So, I mean, basically out of his own garage, he created one uh, first and foremost just to make his job easier. And as he hit one truck stop to the next, there was other drivers asking him where he got these tie downs. And next thing you know, he, you know, the light bulb goes off and he says, you know what, I think I'm going to make these, uh, these tie downs and I'm going to go into the business of doing that. And now he's selling those tie downs to the same companies that employed him at mm -hmm. one point. So, you know, it's just, sometimes it's not about coming up with the next Apple iPhone. Sometimes it's just about taking a, a very simple product and just innovating it and making it better than it was. 
Sure. And so obviously the business model that the, the product itself so important when it comes to the investment side to really get get the business off the ground. But to carry the business forward, well, a lot of that comes from relationships. It's the age old adage of it's not what you know, it's who you know. So, Matt, let's have you talk a little bit about this, this third key factor that you mentioned earlier, this ability to build powerful relationships and how that impacts wealth creation. What do you see on this front? Well, I, there was there's a quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it, that that really encompasses it. And it says, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. And I, I, I heard that and I said, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And it, and it makes perfect sense, right? That to, to really build a great company, you need a great team. And, and they need to buy in to that vision that you have. And you need to build the, the, those strong relationships of the team so that they see your vision and they know that you what it is that you're trying to achieve and they are bought into that and they're going to put forth, you know, unbelievable effort for the company to help achieve that vision for, for what it is that you are, are trying to do. And so it's building the relationships of your own team as well as not stopping there and saying, okay, anybody else that we're going to come in contact with that can help us with that vision of the company whether it's your suppliers or your investors like Scott was referring to, or maybe there's different vendors that, that they can see and you're building great relationships. And again, I, I refer back to that, the, the person who sold soup, you know, at the, at the end of the episode, right? If you don't have good relationships, we can see what can happen from your internal team as well as externally people that can help you. It's, it's really building those strong relationships, which again, takes time and like, you know, it's, it's been alluded to, you know, this, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's having that commitment to achieve and the, and the great operations in place. And then having those relationships internally, as well as anybody that can help you get to that level. Sure. I mean, the relationships point makes all the sense in the world. You obviously need a team around you to help facilitate duties that the one sole entrepreneur can't do by himself. I mean, you can't be in 30 places at one time, but this idea of building and maintaining a good team around you is daunting. It's hard to do. And what we've seen in the last you know, decade plus is a lot of bigger businesses, even smaller boutique businesses, are pushing towards this really great employee experience. So that way they can be retained over time. So Scott, let me ask you, you know, do you have any advice or suggestions, maybe insights on what that process looks like to build and then of course maintain a high quality team that like Matt says, uh, you know, really believes in your vision and, and helps carry the company forward in a positive direction? Well, what you just described is, you know, what makes even your, your most personal relationship successful. And that's the, the sacrifice and concentrating on the self-interest of your business associates. Mm -hmm. uh, you are coming to potential investors with these great ideas that you have, but what you really should be focused on is, you know, how are we going to make these other people's lives better by what I'm bringing to them in terms of a business opportunity? Uh, that's when people get excited, when they know they can get involved to that degree. Uh, so while you might be enamored with, you know, some sort of industry disrupting uh, technology you have, uh, your investors are probably going to be more focused on their expected investment returns. And so, you know, if you want to build powerful relationships with these kind of people, it's probably wise to emphasize what their likely investment returns are going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the wealthiest 
entrepreneurs are, are, acu are, are acutely aware of the self-interest of the people that they deal with. So consequently, uh, you know, the business owners that go out of their way to demonstrate, you know, how one's contributions to the success of the company is going to achieve your own goals uh, is probably going to be the thing that you can you know, do the most uh, in terms of building that team it is really focusing in on everyone's goals and not just your own. Sure. And, and I think this conversation of the, you know, building, maintaining a team segues nicely into the fourth key driver that men mentioned earlier in this willingness to engage with the right professionals. And that's a powerful statement, the right professionals, because so often have we heard of examples where business owners do business with the wrong vendors and it holds their company back from achieving a, a greater level of success. So Matt, elaborate on this for us a little bit of why, you know, working and, you know, and willing to engage with the right professionals is so important in carrying a company forward. Well, it, it's pretty telling that you can build uh, a really successful business, but not create any wealth for yourself. And so having having that that team in place and so amassing that personal fortune that that you're looking for, you know, it's not just about. Um, income taxes, there's estate taxes and capital gains and, and really understanding what that looks like. And so when, when you have in place the, those tax strategies and solutions, what, what we see is it's all about when, when you're building the business as well as when you sell and having those effectual strategies in place. Whereas what we see is a lot of times, most people will only focus on when they're going to sell their business and not looking at and missing out on potential opportunities along the way to mitigate or potentially eliminate taxes while they're they're building and that can have a significant um, impact on on the level that they will achieve in the short and the long term again wealth is created in the long term like scott said it's 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 rare that you're going to create the next iphone right that's going to be just this massive overnight success but you know, you you realize, oh, this tie down strap is the thing. And next thing you know, you're selling to all these different vendors that maybe you used to work at. And they're like, wow, this is the, the greatest thing ever. But but then having those strategies, those tax strategies along the way to get those optimal results that you're trying to achieve, you're going to enlist that that technical expertise, that wealth planner who has those superior skill set to help you while you're building and when you sell and beyond mm -hmm. that will help create that that significant wealth and so th those elite wealth planners they're going to focus not just on the technical but they're also going to look at the human element you know what is most important to you and what are those concerns and what are your values and how does that all play into your plan and what it is that you're trying to achieve and and the one thing that 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 we see that 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 those planners can help with is something that's that's ignored is when when the business owner is building up their business they're concentrating their wealth in one area and so that planner can help diversify into different areas so that you're not so dependent on your business for your wealth and you know what we saw in the last year and a half is businesses that were so, you know, concentrated or, or business owners concentrated in one area and that's where all their wealth was, was hundred percent of their business. Well then, you know, a pandemic hits and now what, 
and, right. and business literally dries up. You know, I know um, someone who was in the construction business. Well, as you know, at least temporarily, his his business kind of stopped. Now, yeah. again, fortunately for him, it's come back. But if if your business is, you know, focused so much in one area. And so that's where that planner can help you say, OK, let's diversify um, out of having your entire net worth and, and your success focused on just your business. Sure. I love that. I mean, we talked about that you need the right team to run your business, but in this instance, you also need a team to help you, the entrepreneur, you know, carry your personal and, and obviously, you know, business life forward. So guys, we've gone through these four key drivers to, you know, in terms of what entrepreneurs have, have used and, and all kind of those characteristics that, that make them successful. But one thing I want to call attention to our audience is that while, yes, you two are wealth managers, you know, you work with individuals to manage their wealth. You guys are entrepreneurs in and of yourselves. I mean, you are your business owners. So that's one thing I wanted to ask you about was in, in talking about these four key drivers today, you know, do you do you pull any similarities from some of the early days of how you guys went through to, to create, you know, Morris and Norman and Associates? Definitely. You know, what you would, you would like to think as, as we age, we gain wisdom. And so, and, and so what I believe Scott and I have, have done over the years is we are continually um, looking at our business and, and operationally, how can we be the best that we can possibly be? And we've surrounded ourselves with a phenomenal team, not only in our office, but with the, the professionals that we work with um, to help our clients achieve what it is that they're trying to achieve. And mm -hmm. so when you look at these four different traits in the goal setting and operational and great relationships, again, it just is brought home pretty much on a daily basis that for us personally, as well as those you know, business owners that we work with, it's, it, it, it just, again, it just hits home every single day that, yeah, you know, if you keep doing these things, you're going to, you know, find that success that you're, you're trying to achieve. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Scott. Well, I, I think that the thing that sticks out for me after closing in on now a 30 year relationship uh, in the business uh, with you is, is the idea that we have constantly been talking to each other about what's, you know, what we each need from the business ourselves. And so, uh, you know, kind of going back to one of those key relationship uh, issues, you know, within the uh, discussion here was, you know, how many times have we had a discussion about what we're going to do, but how it impacts, you know, each of us uh, and, uh, you know, what sacrifices will be, uh, you know, inherent in that decision we make, but will each of us, um, you know, benefit from those sacrifices. Uh, those are the things that I, I think have been the most powerful things over the last 30 years. Sure. I believe it. Well, guys, thanks for taking a, a hot second to kind of peel back the curtain, if you will, and talk about your experiences in utilizing these key drivers, because I think it was an important you know point to call attention to. You guys are entrepreneurs. You've walked this walk and you're talking this talk. I mean, it's not like you just work on one side of this entrepreneurial coin proverbial entrepreneurial coin, if you will. Um, but Hey guys, look, appreciate your time today. Is there anything else you guys would want to share in this vein of how entrepreneurship really is the fastest way, most effective way, uh, in terms of generating significant wealth, anything I didn't ask you that you want to share? 
you know, one thing is, is really, and, and this can be the scariest thing is actually taking that leap into entrepreneurship. Again, it's one thing to say, okay, yes, I want a great business. Well, it's the next thing like, you know, Scott was alluding to is what is that commitment level look like? And, you know, for, for us, you know, and again, speaking, you know, having a great business partner means everything to me and my family. And, and it's worked out, like Scott said, closing in on 30 years for us and, and really saying, okay, what is it that you want to achieve? And again, I maybe sound like a, a broken record and now I sound old cause I mentioned a record. Um, but it's, it's really saying, okay, what are those things that you want to achieve? And then, you know, just really, you know, saying, yes, I'm going to do this and, and whatever those sacrifices are. And, and just say that, you know what, again, I'm saying that it's just been a great experience and, you know, is it hard? Yeah, it sure is. Cause if it were easy, like we were saying, if it were easy, everyone would do it. And if I just right. say, I want a great business, fantastic. This is easy. Well, <laughs> it's not, but the, the, definitely the positives, you know, outweigh the negatives. Sure. I, I think I would only add that, uh, you know, if you're if you're interested in in being an entrepreneur or starting a business, we would love to, you know, the opportunity to to, you know, share some notes with you. Um, believe it or not, through a pandemic, through all the crisis that we've experienced uh, with every crisis, there's an opportunity and there's a lot of exciting new businesses that have been born out of the, the, the pandemic um, and a lot of innovations. Uh, as a result. So I don't know if there's ever been a better time uh, to consider, uh, uh, you know, the entrepreneurial uh, direction you might want to pursue. I love that. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to kind of peel back the curtain, share your insights with us. And and I'm, I'm looking forward to, ha you know, getting back together with you guys for our next topic next month. All right, Ryan, great to see you. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Ryan. Right. Alrighty. And Hey, we want to take one final moment to thank you, our audience for jumping aboard with us today. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard, please feel free to comment, subscribe, share this information with friends and family. Obviously these are conversations to help benefit you and put you on that path to abundant living. So for Mr. Scott Morrison and Matt Nordman, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long. And we thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of path to abundant living. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors. Morrison, Norbin & Associates and Securities America are separate entities. All investing involves risk, including the possible risk of principal.